Listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our coverage of the Amazing Race. We are here to talk about an interesting leg of the Amazing Race. They were in Croatia. They did a lot of fun boating challenges. Well, one, but there was both. There was drinks. There were gnomes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's their intro. Uh, I'm your lovely host, Rossi, joined by my extra special guest, Kristen, who has decided to stick through the season. So, Kristen, welcome. Thanks for having me back. I'm sitting here with my roaming gnome, ready to podcast, but not to pay for it. So, yeah. <laughs> At least you have a friend. <laughs> this whole episode was like an ad for Travelocity. It was, it was a lot. They didn't have the um, promo of the phone. Like, this was so easy to get tickets. Yeah, that was actually worse. That's fair. (laughs) And the Rome is the Rome. (laughs) The gnome has been a staple of the race. So I think it was fun to have it. Yeah. I love the gnome. That's the best part of the episode for me, even though I thought the episode was good. Um, Before I normally don't do this, but since I thought this was a good episode, did you feel the same? What were your general thoughts on it? Um, I thought it started out terribly. Like, I was like, this is so stupid. They had to, like, serve drinks to people on a beach. And then they had to, like, give a monk a loaf of bread. Like, the whole thing was so stupid. But after that, it was good. It was one of the better episodes that we've had this season after they got the, like, promos out of the way. Yeah, it felt weird. Like, these were very standard like do this challenge and you'll be fine and like they didn't even deliver the bread they brought the gnome and then that was it <laughs> that was all yeah, i don't con- think they could have done anything wrong like i don't think that there was any chance that like you know they spilled a drop of a drink and the people were gonna say no we don't want this like it didn't seem like they actually had to accomplish anything they just had to like do it and i thought at first i thought okay they have to do this just to get the gnome like that that was how they were handing them the gnomes instead of just pick up a gnome at like blank location it was like you had to give the drinks but then when they did the whole thing with the monk it was so weird like i don't know what that was about because they didn't even have to like use the pulley like the monk did that himself they just stood there like watch the bread go up watch it come back watch the gnome come back down and then they left i I don't understand but that's fine i'm normally i'm like so um, like a stupid, pointless thing. But I love seeing these like fun, mo- like fun, quote unquote, challenges where it's not a detour. It's not a roadblock. It's something they have to do in addition. Like, I always think they're fun. Granted, these were kind of simple, stupid, not really affecting the race. But I still like enjoyed them. They were fun. And like you said, like, at first I was worried at the episode start, like all we had was the plane drama and then these challenges were so nothing. So it was a bit of a worry, but it definitely picked up, especially with the detour. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that I took away from the episode was that we actually had airplane, like airport airplane drama. And like, that felt like so old school. I was taken aback by like how much they actually had to do. Like it wasn't just, everyone's on the same flight. It was actually like something interesting to watch and like who picked the right connecting flight, who was on standby and all that kind of stuff. That was classic, amazing race. 
I bet you were enjoying this, at least hoping to see Colin and his element, I'm guessing too. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping for some of that. We, I don't know how I really feel about airport drama. Like, I think it's fun to watch, but part of me says like, oh, if these people are like last in line, last in line just by default, like they're going to be last in the race like that, that doesn't sit well with me, but that's not how it worked out this time. So, um, like they went, the Chris and Brett went from like first to last. So the airport drama had no like real bearing on the race. So then I do enjoy it when it has too much uh, of a bearing on like the outcome that frustrates me sometimes. But this I thought was actually pretty good. And it was cool to see it again because we don't see it very often. It was like a fun bonus present or something. And uh-huh. the like, as much as I don't like Nicole and Victor, it was fun to see that like they were like, we're dead. We're going to be eliminated. And then they find a better flight that gets them ahead of the team on top of the other, the last teams getting a delayed flight. So it was extra dramatic. And I thought that was just fun to have, like, because we don't get it. Yeah. I genuinely didn't even understand what happened with Nicole and Victor. Like they were complaining that people got, got ahead of them in line and then they couldn't get on. So like, I was honestly confused. Like I missed what the huge problem was, but I guess it wasn't actually a huge problem anyway. So I guess you don't even need to explain it to me, right? Uh, no, it wasn't a big drama. Um, yeah, it was just really weird. And the way that Nicole and Victor handle situations is really weird to me. Like they did the same thing like they did with the road, the vote last episode. It was just so weird how they handled it. And it was a nothing thing. Like it only mattered in terms of were they going to make it in a reasonable time to the Croatia and that was it. Like, yeah. but they found a good flight and they were ahead of the teams. So good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the challenges we talked about a little bit at the drink serving, nothing too special. Thought it was fun. Like I love when they have to do drink related challenges, although this was the most boring one they could do and there was no challenge to it. Like they could have dropped the whole thing and they would have been, Oh my God, you did a good job. <laughs> the monks got bread. <laughs> Which seems so random. Yeah. They were like, there was absolutely nothing to that. The first like 15 minutes of this episode, I was just like, oh my God, this is just a promotion for Travelocity. Like, we're not going to get like a real episode and then somebody's going to get some home off of this like garbage episode. But it definitely picked up right after those first two like basic tasks. And it was so weird because they were like at the beach giving the drinks and then they're like, all right, you have to go all the way to this cliffside church. Uh-huh. And then they're like, all right, you're going to have to go all the way back to the beach now. Like, what? Yeah, the whole thing was very oddly planned. I mean, it had to have been just because they are under obligation to promote this brand. But it still just felt too forced almost. Like, I think we've seen a couple things like that in Survivor where they're like, oh, we're suddenly going to give you a toolkit. And it's because it's like sponsored by Home Depot. And it's like, oh, like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it feels so forced when they do it this way. I mean, I didn't hate it. Like I hated that stupid phone thing earlier in the season. So like the the gnome is a pleasant surprise in comparison to what it could be. I liked that the gnome had sunglasses on. That was cute. It was all in the Croatia atmosphere. Uh It would have been even an extra touch if they were like Dalmatian print. Oh my God, the Dalmatians were so cute. I love Dalmatians. Uh, clearly the best pit stop reader we've had. The only oh, ones yeah. I remember. But we're not at the end. We're at the, the boring bits of the race so far. 
Then we get to the detour, which I thought were super interesting challenges on the outset. I didn't quite know how it was going to go. Obviously, you know, when Phil reads them, it's like, okay, that seems simple or hard, but like, once you see them doing it, it's really intense. Like the poetry emotion where they had to do the poem on the boat ride or whatever it was called. And then the like scavenging for the treasures was clearly the sucky challenge that no one wanted to do. And I always kind of hate when that happens, but the challenges themselves are really interesting. I love that poetry. It looks so fun to do if you are not water adverse or bounce adverse, but it looks so fun. I, I would have had much of a trigger problem with like the trying to memorize, like just watching them on TV. To me, it looked like the like diving one or the snorkeling one that looked so much easier, but apparently it wasn't because I don't think a single team actually completed it. Um, but I don't know if I could have done the, the tube with the memorizing and like, it just seems so complicated. Like, I don't think I could have figure that out like while because they, they were like flying like you could see that they like had to really hold on and it just looks i mean it would have been fun if you didn't have to memorize something but uh i mean it was fun to watch at least yeah we're, we complained a few times this season that like uh sometimes like they love the race but like it's horrible for us to watch like this is one where like it's looked like a fun challenge and we yeah. had some enjoyment it, it was definitely like a middle ground challenge, which is like exactly what they needed to hit, where it makes good TV, but it's also like kind of enjoyable for them. And I felt like the poetry challenge was hard enough where like you needed to do multiple attempts. There's no way you could have done it in a one shot. Like, because we talked about the dancing from way back earlier, like yeah. some teams like like we loved that some teams took a long time to get it and some teams got it. But like this one was like pretty fair that some teams took several times to do it. And we got a callback, not really a callback. I'm going to call it a callback to um, Leo and Jamal where they were like, I got it right. You messed up like from yeah. the yeah, skydiving yeah. thing. Like even though they were they both were wrong. Mess. Like I, for some reason I remember them being like better than this. Like, were they good racers the first two times? Because they just feel so all over the place. Like they, like you just mentioned that dancing task that took them like 30 tries. Um, but like all of these tasks where they have to do something like where there's something specific to them, like the, like the, the, answering the questions after doing the fake skydiving thing or whatever. And then this, um, like they just could not get anything right. And I think it's always, Leo, who is like the much bigger personality. He's definitely the person who's more exciting to watch, but he also just like cannot get these things right. Like he must not be a perfectionist with like memorizing things or like learning small details because he is so bad at all tasks. Yeah, it's surprising. Like, I don't know if it's like because they may be a few years older or something like that or they're just so out of touch with the race, but they're such a letdown. Like they killed it. The first two legs first and first. And then ever since then, they've dropped so much. Like we complained, like why didn't Chris and Brett, you turn them, but like yeah. they didn't need to, cause they're sucking on their own. Yeah. I do think that they're entertaining or at least Leo is. I mean, we saw in this episode, we kind of skipped over the little moments, but like when he was like yelling at the, uh, 
the person at the airport saying that he'll name his first child after that, or he'll name his wife after that. Like it was this whole thing, and she was like not having it. And then I don't know if you noticed when when they got in the car and were like chanting the name of their cab driver, he looked terrified. Like he said something just like, "You guys are crazy, huh?" But like he looked like angry or scared. Like he was not into this at all. And like, like I think they do make good TV. They just like have not been impressing me at all with their talent prowess. And I really think that it's Leo is so entertaining, but Jamal's the one who's like actually good at stuff, and it just doesn't work out. Like I think if Jamal had a different partner, maybe he could do better. But I wouldn't want that because Leo is much better at TV. They've been impressing me with their like strategy. Like earlier in the season when they were tricking people about where they were going and all that kind of stuff. Like that was good and then their challenges they've just bombed and that's not what yeah. i expect uh, just to touch on the cab thing that you're talking about i loved when they cut and they're like the animals are doing it and the guy's like what is going on and then the next thing is back and fly doing the exact same thing in yeah. their cab yeah it almost felt planned it was very weird i was waiting for them to cut to colin and christy and to be silent <laughs> With the little music playing behind because Colin gets like the Zen music whenever he's talking about something like that. Yeah, they're just like, we need to go to this place. Thank you. Yeah. And then quiet. <laughs> but yeah, there were so many fun moments. Like I felt like even throughout the poetry challenge, like Tyler and Corey going at it when like I had big words too and stuff like that. That was just fun. And then like Nicole being absolutely terrified of doing it, like shocker she's afraid to do another challenge but and then it was just there was just a lot of fun moments and i thought that the, like you said it was just fun to watch and looked decent like it was a decent challenge it wasn't like a super hard or super easy yeah and everyone was taking it like kind of seriously like they were trying to almost perform the poem where it just made it a little bit more enjoyable than if you just had people standing there like staring at the ground trying to recall what they read like they had like hand motions to go with everything like it was just cute like it looks like they were actually trying and like they knew they were on tv like not that you want people acting like they know they're on tv but it just felt i don't know this episode just felt better than a lot of these more recent episodes even though there was no rachel yeah we missed rachel trying to do poetry in motion <laughs> Lily, I can like hear her yelling at her. <laughs> Come on, Rach, you just gotta try harder. Push, run, run. <laughs> oh. Rachel was always like the Leo in these situations where she just like couldn't get the details right, and Alyssa was always getting them right. And I feel like we have a couple teams that are just like that. We do need to talk about the big um, idiot mistake of the se- of the episode. Chris and Brett doing. Three uh, detour swaps in one leg. The first time I was like, it's risky, but you know what? They're not going to get it. That's fine. Move on. And then they switched back and I was like, they're dead. And then they switched back and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were both just like not up their alley. Like it must've just both been hard and they didn't know what to do, but you'd think that after switching once and you got like a taste of each one, you would have kind of known which one was easier for you. Like personally, I don't know. The whole thing was very, 
that's not even where I thought you were going, by the way, when you said the big mistake, because we still have Colin and Christie's big mistake coming up. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see like somebody perform the task, the snorkeling one and like complete it just to see how difficult it really was. I mean, it's not like they were like searching for like artifacts, like production put those coins in there like this morning. So it wasn't like they were like that buried, I don't think. So I don't know. It just, I think it looked a lot harder than it. No, it looked a lot easier than it was like on TV. Cause did that look difficult at all to you? No, I just feel like they were complaining more than they were doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt, but it had to have been hard because even Colin Christie showed up and like couldn't find anything in a few minutes. And we're like, all right, we're out of here. Yeah. I always hate it when one detour is just the one that everyone picks. Like, I felt like this should have been one where it was like, there's only so many spots for each detour. And like, so we could actually see these challenges. Cause I felt like they could have both been fun in their own way. I don't know. I just, it's upsetting when the one challenge is just dominated. Yeah. I, I kind of agree, but I also think we did get plenty out of the task that they all picked. So it wasn't like it was a super, super boring task that everyone picked. I thought it was fine. Yeah, no, it definitely gave us a lot and it gave us a, quite a bit of drama about what Chris and Brett were going to do throughout the entire and their excuse they're like quote-unquote excuses of like why they couldn't do it they're like, chris was like oh i was just really cold i couldn't think it's just not a good look on them and i was like as soon as they switched the third time i was like they're not gonna make it and they got yeah. weird confessional at the beginning we're like if we do well we'll be good yeah i didn't even pick up on that i was just thinking like they're not racers like this is not their thing. I mean, anytime they had to run, like Brett couldn't even carry his own bag. Like it was just not like this show was clearly not meant for them. Like Brett just likes drinking. Like it's just, I don't know. Like this is not the kind of show for them. And I think they did a lot better than anyone expected. So like good on them. Yeah. They definitely had a rough go, but like they surpassed, I think almost everyone's expectations. Uh And also, the poem that they had to do for this challenge was so weird, wasn't it? Like, it was the weirdest thing. I honestly didn't pay that much attention to it. They were like, up on your hair, isn't that fair? Like, it was just so really... They probably wrote that, like, that morning. Like, they just needed to rhyme words. And they talked about the gnome, too, and I was like, more poetic places. Yeah. Anyway, it was still a great challenge, and I'm so glad that, like, it was fun. Like the the whole like episode was just fun. And like these challenges were really just fun to watch and like interesting to see, especially coupled on the last few episodes we've gotten where the challenges have not been interesting. Then they go to the roadblock, which uh, is marching, but it's just memorization of where the, the like puzzle, like cup game, whatever you call it, like shell game, whenever you mix things around and try to find the places. Very weird challenge. I have no idea what you're talking about. When you put like, like you have three cups or something and you put something in one of them and you swish them around. Oh, I gotcha. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it was kind of like that. But it was like that where you had to find the pieces that were missing and moved around. The one problem I had with this is that it like seemed way easier than it was. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. They're just going to move around and you're going to be like, boom, 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 out. And then, like, teams were taking, like, multiple tries. And I was like, how is it that hard? Yeah, I was very confused um, because at first I was like, oh, I guess this is difficult because who was it? Corey? Not Corey. Who was in there? It was Tyler Corey and who came in second? Was it Nicole and Victor? Yeah. 
Yeah, so they were in there at the beginning, and they took like 10 tries to get this and they just like like you know they messed up once and that like on on one piece and then they had to go back and it just like goes over and over and over again and then Floyd goes in there I guess on like his first try and like okay maybe that wasn't actually difficult so I don't know what happened like if if Corey and Nicole had been in there like with everybody at the same time like I have a feeling they would not have been in and out of there in first and second place like i don't know why they struggle so much with that but that was yeah that was really weird like i obviously like liked the part of the challenge where they're like it switches every time so it's not like the same people getting in the same order mm-hmm. and like doing the same thing again but it just seems i was like it seems way easier than they're making it out to be and like everyone's struggling like but, but then like you said floyd got it right away it just was really weird how some thought it was really easy, and then some had to, like, two, four teams work together during this yeah. challenge. Well, I thought it made a ton of sense for um, Colin and who was in there? One of the Afghanimals? Is that who it was? Afghanimal number one. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember who it was, but I thought that that was super smart because it's it's kind of like a crapshoot if uh chris and brett showed up and it's like which of the three of you are going to be the first two out of there but for like it was super super smart in my opinion to um like make sure they figured it out and got out of there before brett showed up like just so they knew they were in fourth and fifth place yeah like i thought that was good for them like to secure their like a, at least a buffer just in case they get lost going to yeah, the pit I, stop I thought it was less necessary for nicole and uh Corey. like i was surprised that they worked together like i was glad though that nicole and victor didn't somehow like pull out ahead because uh, nicole seemed very confused by that puzzle and i don't think she would have gotten it um as, as fast as she did if somebody wasn't helping her so I'm glad that they they didn't somehow get first, but I feel like Tyler and Corey are always like, aren't they one of those teams that's like always looking to work with somebody? Cause I feel like that's not the best way to do this when you're getting down to the end here. I don't know. It, was, it struck me as a little odd just because she, I think Nicole just got there when they were like, do you want to team up? And it was like, she didn't even try it yet. And they're like pouncing on it. I would yeah, at least... Maybe they just figured we're in the front, like who cares? We just want to stay in the race and get out of here. I don't I don't know how much like the vacations and stuff matter. Like, don't you think that Tyler Oakley has enough money to take his own vacation? <laughs> yeah, and Nicole's got her people, so they're helping her too. <laughs> her brand. <laughs> yeah, they're rich. They don't need the, the vacations. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Um I get I'm assuming we're not gonna see another U turn this season, right? Uh, it's in the preview for next episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch that. I'm glad so. you paid attention. I don't see those. <laughs> okay, so never mind. Because I was going to say, like, maybe, like, Tyler and Corey don't care that they have four first place in a row. And it's like, they're not worried about U-turns anymore because that's not a thing. Like, so maybe that's why I thought that they were teaming up. Like, oh, it doesn't matter because we're not going to get U-turned or whatever. But I don't Never yeah, mind. I mean, I guess everybody just likes them. Like, they must just be super friendly. Like, I get that a little bit, but they must be even, like, more friendly than we see because, like, they're clearly one of the strongest teams and no one tried to U-turn them in that public U-turn. So they must just be very well-liked on that race. So I kind of I kind of get that they work with people. It just maybe is, like, the easiest way to go, and it doesn't seem like they care that much about, like, always getting first place. They kind of just want to win at the end, but... Yeah, there is going to be another U-turn next week. 
Exciting. Well, at least it won't be Rachel and Alyssa this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah, the challenge was weird. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, no, I didn't. Did I? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the challenge. It was a challenge. <laughs> and then they go to the pit stop, which they have to row this rowboat to. Interesting. A fun, I don't know, interesting twist. Uh, they're doing a lot of yeah. get to the pit stop twists. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about because they've done that multiple times lately. Like last week, they also did that. And I feel like it doesn't change anything. Like you saw Nicole and Victor like get in the boat and they're like, come on, we have to go really fast. We're going to pull ahead. It's like, it's not going to ever change. Like those tiny like boat rides to the uh, pit stop never seem to like change the positioning. So I don't know, are the like cool places to see in Croatia and like these countries just like across water is that the only reason they're doing this I mean it seemed like a very water heavy leg so yeah maybe. I don't know I, it was a fine twist I think it was good and one reason it got Colin and Christy ahead of the Afghan animals so I was okay with that yeah that's fine and then that was really it and then we see the doggies yep I love the Dalmatians ditto uh, I don't have too many things to say. I thought it was, I was like, when the woman started talking, I was like, well, you're allowed to speak? <laughs> Yikes. Well, they just like, <laughs> that sounded very bad, but, <laughs> you know, they just, normally those people would just stand there and they're like adverse to everything. They're just like, hello, welcome to this country. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah, then we like, don't usually converse. That's, that's fair. It just it sounded really odd. But <laughs> And like we get sometimes like earlier this season, we're like Nicole and Victor are getting at it with Rachel and Melissa and this pit stop guy is just standing there. Yeah. I yeah. just think of stuff like that. And like this woman's like the national dog of the country or whatever it was. Well, they mentioned earlier that it was like something used to be called like Dalmatia or something. So I guess that's where it all came uh, from. Well, we, we all love and appreciate you here on the Oz Network, random pit stop reader lady. <laughs> You're allowed to speak anytime you want. Yes, feel free to speak on the next leg as well. Um, maybe she'll start the leg. Maybe she'll be the announcer. She should have her own amazing race season in Croatia. Or Broatia, as some teams are calling it. I miss that. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, anyway, teams check in. Chris and Brenner last. Big shock. Yeah, I'm just going to consider that karma for voting for Rachel and Alyssa. Of course. <laughs> nothing else it wasn't down to the fact that they did the roadblock four times uh that had, that had the spirit of rachel she was she was causing them to fail the, the earth the universe was against them and they did not feel very blessed to be there no. uh. they were not hashtag blessed oh i also wanted to comment uh, we didn't comment on the um the gnome dumb thing that you thought was super dumb, but they handled it so well. Colin and Christy forgetting their gnome. Yeah. I was really, really impressed by that. Like I'm sitting there like, wow, can you imagine what he would have been saying in season five? If this happens, like he would have lost his shit. Like it was, it was very impressive. And then when they found it, he did like a funny thing to the camera. Like I forget exactly what it was, but he like screamed something. And I was just like, Whoa. That's the crazy Colin you were talking about last week. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. I just caught when, I think it was him. He's looking in the tent and he's like, oh, like they must have had like shoes still there or something. And he's like, oh, Chris and Brett are still here. And Chris, he's like, let's 
go. Like, we're not here to investigate. We need to go. <laughs> like, he's just so much chiller. Yeah, it's very interesting to see. Like, she was on more edge this time than he was. Like, and that yeah, was interesting I think to she see. She felt like she had made a huge mistake. Like, she could have lost the game for them there. And so I think she was a little uh, nervous about that. But, like, okay, the weird thing is, like, she took the blame. She's like, I don't have to know. I'm like, it's gone. But it was left in the men changing side. So, oh, was it? Because <laughs> that's where Chris and yeah, Brad choose yeah, her. That makes sense. So yeah, like, I don't know. I, I guess she was the one who was carrying it or something. I'm sure that that's usually something that you have planned. It's like this is the you're carrying the uh, passports and you're like, I'm sure that they have that all kind of like, like each person knows what they're supposed to have. And I, I'm just assuming that Christy was the one carrying it around. Yeah, fair. Uh, so now we have to go look at our recent predictions of Chris and Brett to see where they fell on our lovely predictions uh no shock i'm the furthest off this time um as i've said they would be eliminated first (laughs) and so it's very far off colin he said they would come in third place (laughs) wow very favorable for them so he was also very far off you said eighth so you were pretty close however like we talked However, like we talked last week, Jared said they would come in sixth, and they came in sixth. So he gets the point this week, and he's got still the five teams that he's got predicted going to the end. So we'll see how it falls next week. What if he has them all right in order? Do we get to kick him off the podcast for cheating? Yeah, he's not allowed. We'll spoil the season for Oh, he's already spoiled the season for us, technically, I guess. So who was winning? Colin and Christy. Oh, that, that actually would make sense if it does happen. Uh, well, I do think it's that we still have all, except for you, the rest of us have our winner picks still in. It would be interesting to see how it shakes down because I have Tyler and Corey. Jared obviously has Colin and Christy and Colin has Becca and Floyd. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes down. I am leaning between Colin and Christy and Tyler and Corey at this point. I think Becca and Floyd are probably going to be not winning. Yeah, I agree. Do we think... Just to round out the the race, Nicole and Victor are out next week, or do we think that they're gonna still survive? I mean, I hope they're out next week, but like it's hard for me to forget that they did super well at the beginning. Like they kept getting second place. Like that that like that says something about them. I know that they've kind of fallen like the Afghanimals, but um I don't even know who I'd put in as having the third best chance of who's left. Yeah, with Colin and Christy and Tyler and Corey have probably the best averages. Yeah, I feel like they are. Well, speaking of averages, I did see a tweet that said that um, uh, it was a tweet from Peridium, who I know is somebody who a lot of people follow in the uh, reality TV world. Um, They said, good news for Colin and Christy fans. They still managed fourth on this leg, which means their streak of getting fourth or better continues. 20 legs in a row now. Unless they get eliminated next week, they're set to keep the record to the end. So I look, I went back and looked at season five, and it looked like the only two legs that they didn't come in fourth or better were the first two legs. So ever since their third ever leg, they've always done fourth or better. Like, that's crazy. That's Yeah, that's wild. And they're still killing it. Like, how many, 20 years later? Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, they're... The runaway like them and Tyler and Corey, I just 
only worry because they haven't done like they've been top four, but like they haven't won as many. Talent Corey have had four wins in a row. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's going to be between them. I think for the top two, I think they might at this point put Beckham Floyd as like a distant third, but it really could be anyone. I mean, it's not like you always have like the obvious three best teams at the end, but I would just be really surprised to not see Tyler and Corey and Colin and Christie right at the end. Especially because we have the Afghanimals who have not been killing it in yeah. recent legs. And Nicole and Victor being like a non-race team might struggle with who knows what. Yeah. And then you also have Team Fun, who I think, were they the ones who said that they're bad at, what did they say they were bad at? Did they say they were bad at, at navigating? Was that them? A week or two ago, I think it might have been them that na- that like actually said that to somebody. They're like, oh, we're just going to follow team because and like that's not going to be a good way to play if they make it to the final leg like i don't think you can just rely on following other teams around yeah they're not going to be all right yeah follow us yeah like they're not going to be playing nice at that point so unless talent cory that could end up being their downfall you know talent cory could offer help as they love to work with all teams but they just seem so nice yeah they just want to work with everyone yeah but yeah, fun link. We have to do our broken ranking system. <laughs> uh, what option are you taking today? Oh, I didn't think about this because like it's I feel like it's easier to come up with like shitty ways to play with the episode. Like just say like I don't want this, but like I actually enjoyed this episode. So it's you know, somewhere in between buying and renting. I mean, I mean, maybe this is an episode that I would buy in standard definition, like not HD, but just at like SD because it wasn't like the best episode ever, but it was, it was quite good. But I think I'd pay like the, you know, the the $3 instead of the $7 for it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to add a little asterisk. I'm going to buy in standard definition, but I'm also going to get it delivered via pulley system. Do you get bread with it? I hope so. Can it be garlic bread? Because I love garlic bread. Done. (laughs) It's the the national food of Croatia. (laughs) Perfect. And you'll get Dalmatians to play with while you watch it. Oh, I love that. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Buy it, standard definition, get it delivered via pulley, and have Dalmatians to play with. I love Dalmatians. Actually, I just love puppies, but... (laughs) Like, this had to have been the best breather. Definitely. <laughs> no the one's m- better than puppies. The only one I remember this season, I will say. Yeah, that's true. And it had the woman who spoke at a turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> we love that woman. Um, <laughs> and the one that didn't talk. But um, yeah, that's it. We have everything else, right? We're done. Yeah, we're heading to the Netherlands next week. Ooh, more water. Having a, a double U-turn in the Netherlands. Hopefully more, probably going to get water challenges, biking challenge. They do cycling all the time in Netherlands, so we'll probably get that. Um, I, I honestly forget everything they show. Like, they could have shown it's part of a task, and I don't remember, so sorry. So they're, they're eating gross food, they're skydiving, and they're um, competing against Rupert and Laura in a head-to-head. I wonder if we're going to get any more head-to-heads. Where'd that go? <laughs> Uh, that went <laughs> along with the unaired one that you were telling me about. There's a phone 
I was unaware of what a phone was. It's really loud. <laughs> it's Phil. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> that should be it. <laughs> All right. We're clearly done. That's uh, Phil calling to say the end of the episode. Um, okay. Thank you for joining us. Kristen? Thanks for having me back for another uh, 32nd episode uh, for my 33rd episode. <laughs> yeah, this is our 32nd episode for our 33rd episode. It's, it's a 32nd, 33rd episode. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. Well, they all did because I listened to the last one. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's it for us. Uh, we'll see you next time in the Netherlands where they're going to do a head-to-head probably. Bye. to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.